Welcome back to this week's episode of the Upper Room Family Podcast. I'm joined today with my wife, Julie. Hello, Julie. Hello. We are recording this, uh, but it won't probably go out until another week or so from now. But yesterday, we celebrated 16 years of marriage, um, and I thought we had a great time. It was pretty low-key. We didn't... uh, travel anywhere, go on some great excursion to celebrate. Um, but I thought we had a good day yesterday. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think I, I changed my mind about, you know, having to have, you know, a trip like that, you know, I don't know. It was good. We went to the big dipper. We went to confluence running and walked out of the store and didn't buy anything. And that has never (laughs) happened before. And we got some chicken from the big dipper and then we wanted to watch a movie, but then a, a lake neighbor of ours invited us over for some bluegrass. They had a band over. And so uh, we went and listened to that. And that was fantastic. I thought that was I loved wonderful. It. Yeah. Like, they so- even serenaded us for our anniversary. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure what the song was. I couldn't understand what they were saying, but the music <laughs> was great. And uh, we had just a, a great, great time. And it's a good time reflecting on 16 years at uh, I said in church today that I still consider myself to be a, a young adult, but after 16 years of marriage, I'm starting to think I'm I'm at the precipice of tipping over into a more uh, older adult figure. Well, uh, much wiser now than we once I've were. Yeah, a little gray in my beard, a little gray in my hair. Julie said as she was cutting my hair this morning. So, yeah, and we do have a 15 year old. So rapidly you know. maturing and. Um, but it's good. I'm loving the process. I'm loving my my 30s and the last few years of marriage with you has been, uh, I don't know, I just feel like we've grown in leaps and bounds. You didn't like the first few years? I loved all the years. <laughs> I'm just saying they're, they're different. <laughs> um, and we've been able to go to a lot of weddings this year, which I think also just when you're married and attending a wedding, it's, it's, it's just a different feel when it's it, not your own. It is different. I think especially with a lot of people getting married. I'm just reflecting on where I was at that point. And I'm hopeful that we can be helpful to new married couples, uh, you know, that we can share our wisdom and our trials and our triumphs as, you know, as they ask or as they go, they're going to be different than ours, of course. But, you know, it's not easy. Marriage is not easy. And um, sometimes when, when the rose glasses come off, you realize, oh, this is hard. And I just, I want David and I to be able to be helpful to others um, and know that you can persevere through this. Um, it's it's worth it. It's worth the hard labor of being faithful, of being loyal, of being steadfast in, in it, in it all. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. And uh, forgiveness plays a huge part in that and repenting of your own sin and your failings, because we all have them. Um, And as you mesh your personalities together um, and me learning, you know, what does a helpmate look like for my husband? You know, that's been a challenge. You know, in the beginning of our married years, I was so, I wanted to be a mom and then I became a mom and then I didn't want to be a mom. You know, it's just like, this is not what I signed up for. But, and then David was pursuing his career And so just meshing that. And then I think just by being in God's word, just God and the Holy Spirit transformed my mindset to, you know, as a wife, I am a good thing. 
I am worth more than rubies. I am a crown for my husband's head. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I should desire all good things for my husband. And um, so just learning to love my husband and to love my kids first. Like my first priority, aside from loving God above all else, is to love my husband and that will look different from marriage to marriage. You know, what is, what does he, how does he see love, you know? And, and so that's still a challenge sometimes because my selfishness gets in the way, but um, it's been a good learning experience. So, yeah. I think that's, you know, when you talk about marriage and just being at different weddings and, and, and whatnot, I think after the, like you said, after the, the honeymoon phase, you know, everybody kind of talks about that, but they, they traditionally say, you know, the first year to two years of marriage is some of the hardest years because you are meshing with another person in different ways. And, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're beyond the, uh, dating courting relationship. And it's, it's as much as you think, you know, someone until you are married to them and, and, um, spend that amount of time together, it, it, it does reveal different, different areas of sin. You know, I, I used to, I think be very angry or quick to anger, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen what that's done in the past and I've worked hard. And I think at this point, um, I could easily become angry, but I feel like I have more, um, more temperament now than I, I think I used to. And, and I see things differently and I'm maturing and that's, that's an area of growth for, for me in particular. And I think, go ahead. I was just thinking what, 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 what clicked for you? I I mean, you brought it up, so I'm going to speak into it. Just like your anger. Like, I didn't know what, what do you think worked to transform? You are a completely different person, mm-hmm. you know, like when we were first married, I don't know what it was or I don't know, just like a controlling kind of way, like in your anger, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what, what helped you work through that? Cause you are, yeah, you're not, like that sometimes it'll peak out but you catch it right away and you're quick to say you're sorry you know Mm -hmm. um i don't know what transformed you or was there verses or just building relationships or other people speaking in your life or i can't think of anyone specifically who spoke into my life around anger because i feel like i hid it well from a lot of other Mm -hmm. men right We, we don't when men gather we don't typically want to talk about what we're weak in Uh, We want to talk about Mm -hmm. what we're good at, what we're strong in, or, you know, just kind of have this male bonding, but never actually go beneath the surface and talk about it. So Mm -hmm. I would say the the most formative things were with, um, you know, relationships that we had that were um, forming, right? I think living with a pastor (laughs) at one point in our, Mm -hmm. um, you know, traveling time together, you know, it's harder to be angry when someone's listening um, potentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that really helped. But I also think seeing the devastating effect it had on, um, you know, some of the kids at times where they would, uh, really kind of not cower in fear, but they would withdraw to their rooms or seeing the effect that, um, that you would, you know, maybe, you know, bringing you to tears at times, you know, was not, um, it's not the kind of person I wanted to be in that, Mm-hmm. forced me to to look inside myself and to so so the ultimate answer is god changed me mm-hmm. but i think uh it took some of those examples i just gave to 
be the change that I needed and to see how it was affecting other relationships and ultimately I think affecting myself. Mm. I didn't want to be that person. Um, mm -hmm. And so I knew that if I didn't get control of it early, it would take more of a root. And when I say early, you know, 10 years of marriage is probably too late. You know, there's a lot of years there where I might've missed out mm -hmm. on some really beautiful moments because I just chose to be angry about silly things. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was times when I'd purposely like want to get under your skin. And I remember just like, well, thanks. <laughs> I just know that was my flesh talking. Cause I would be yeah. battling in my own mind. Don't say that. Don't say that. And then I said it mm -hmm. and then I knew it would cause you to get angry. And that took me, I think years, you know, to not go into that, like dig, like dig into you some way, mm -hmm. somehow, you know, and learning to tread softly, like understanding your temperament, understanding how to uh, bring peace. You know, I want, like, I want your flourishing. I want you to be whole. Like I'm still learning what that looks like, um, but to want the best for you mm -hmm. and all the days of my life to desire that you would, you know, I want to see your full potential, you know, and knowing that you're when you reach your full potential, I also am, you know, mm -hmm. so many people, I think, are always praising you. And and then here I am back home being all grumpy that you're helping another person out, you know, and I could tear that down. Even yesterday, I was grumpy about it. You know, you're doing a wonderful thing for a neighbor. And here I am. He's not here for us, but you are, you know, it's just silly things that Satan kind of can dig into your own thoughts. And mm -hmm. uh, we kind of gotten off track. But, you know, I think it's just real life. You know, just we are growing in godliness slowly. I, we were reading today in First um, Timothy, and um, it was just talking about uh, just learning to have be holy. You know, God calls us to holiness. And that means in our speech and in our conduct and in our purity you know, and, and we're, we're working on that. We're by no means perfect, but, um, you know, and that really helps in your marriage as well to, to work towards that. And I don't know why it is. It seems like sometimes the people we want to get under their skin are some of the ones that we love the most. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know why we're wired that way or why we think that that's, enjoyable in some way or whatever, but maybe we feel safer there. So we're able to maybe dig a little harder, or deeper than you would with your friends or somebody else, but it's really not helpful. And as you can see here, you know, I mean, I feel like we were, we were in love when we got married, but yet even we had all those years early on where there was, we were at war. Yeah, I felt we like we were fighting each, each other, other yeah. for years, you know, I, you know, the baby was crying too much or, you know, you wanted, you know, we, I think we all had, we had different agendas or different ultimate goals in our own minds and different ideas of what things should look like, you know, and so we're constantly at each other. We're Just both different family dynamics, yeah. you know, different competing priorities. And we didn't, I don't feel like we handled that as best we could, you know, with being able to even say no to something that is good, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of opportunities that come up that are good and we want to do them all. And at the end of the day, it just burned out. I think honestly, um, as much as I still enjoy watching a football game, you know, our Sundays revolved around football, not church. Mm -hmm. We went to church, but it was how soon can we get out? Cause the game starts on at at one o'clock <laughs> and I want to watch the pregame and I want to get pizza before then. 
and you know I, I you know I'm I'm grateful for the game of football because I I do enjoy it but it's it doesn't rule my life any longer like I don't I don't keep up with it in the off season if I get a chance to watch a game that's fun because it's usually with family or friends um and it's an, an enjoyable time but at the same time if if something comes up or um um again my life doesn't revolve around it and i think making some subtle decisions like that have really helped me um focus on family more often than i you know i can always honestly at this stage with youtube and whatnot i'd rather watch the highlights mm -hmm. <laughs> than spend three or four hours watching a game but mm -hmm. i think that just shows like how sports and and all these other activities that you know in and of themselves are are good things can drive a wedge into relationships and and family and um you know i knew that it it did for us anyway and i, I think for many others it, it can too when sunday you know really should have been restful it it never was mm -hmm. um, i think it takes practice to learn you know I think what held me up from trying to like lift you up, you know, like you'd be angry and I'm like, I don't, and I want to snap right back at you, but to be a peaceful, to come back at you with peace mm -hmm. or vice versa. Like I, you are one who is so much quicker to say you're sorry than I am. I don't hardly ever say I'm sorry. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like sometimes it takes you dying of yourself for, to disarm the other person. And like, sometimes it doesn't work, but over time, you know, I think Dave and I both softened to each other, you know? And so now we're more gracious to each I think other. We're truly one flesh now. Yeah. You know, a where lot of years. it does, it does. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you're newly married, I, I, you know, you're one of the people that we attended a wedding. We love you both. We love you all. And, you know, we are, I just want you to know, like, we may look like we have it all together. We still don't, but we have a lot of things and, and we've been through our kids could tell you <laughs> we've been through those seasons. And, and when it's rough, if you have support of somebody who's either going through it with you or alongside you, sometimes it needs to be somebody other than your parents' marriage because, you know, um, it's just a different relationship when it's your parents. And, it's and personal. You. It's hard. To, and yeah, Julie and I are here for you. So if you, if you need, you know, some yeah. support we've we've been through some stuff in 16 years but but I, you know now i think we're we're not i was telling julie i asked her and i'll ask you right here you know what was the you know best part about you know these 16 years of marriage and your answer was <laughs> this is what you asked me on friday yeah <laughs> i i was wondering what you thought of my answer if you'll have to tell me now i honestly said stability mm -hmm. and security um above all else i i just knowing that you've always been there through the hard times, you've always taken care of us. And I don't know if that's just the, the female part, you know, just wanting to be taken care of and supported and have food on the table. Uh, you know, you've, mm -hmm. you've never left my side. There's, there were moments where you went and slept on the couch, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never liked that though. But in, you know, even though I probably instigated it, oh, that's yeah. usually my fault. You're out there. Cause I got a snarky comment. That's, I know how to dig deep and twist your heart, but I remember those nights. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But overall, like you put up with so much of my crap like, and you've not left. And, um, so yeah, just, I couldn't imagine starting over mm -hmm. again. Not that I want to be lazy or, you know, but, 
you know, just, oh, that's a lot of work. But what we've gone through has been a lot, you know, I couldn't it's a imagine. Lot of investment in your, in your spouse. Uh, so when you said it initially, I was a little like, oh, like it, it hurt a little bit because, <laughs> because it's not, it's not a bad thing to provide for your wife and your family and to make sure like, like I actually get a lot of self satisfaction out of knowing that I provide well for my family. And I think men should provide well for their families. But at the same time, I think I told you afterwards, I said, I hope when I ask you that in another 16 years that you say the laughter we had. Mm, or the joy was that, that the answer had. you really wanted? Well, it's probably the answer that I selfishly wish was true, <laughs> but I knew that that's not, that's not been the case. You know, like I, I feel like we have a lot of good times, but I just want, you know, in 16 years, I was thinking like our youngest, probably all our kids will be married. Mm-hmm. They'll probably have hopefully some grandbabies for us and we'll be in a totally different stage of life. And I just hope that it's filled with laughter, you know, and mm. that we just remember that we laughed a lot together. You're going to have to tell me more dad jokes or something because I'm a really serious person overall. Jackson, Jackson's got the dad jokes but he, I did. He's my son. I know, but I'm going to have to learn from him. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So in 16, so when we are married another, so I can't do math. What is that? Be, well, like 32, 32 years. years. Yeah. So maybe a 30 years. <laughs> you know, my the goal would be to say laughter and all the inside jokes that we have i could work on that i love inside jokes i'd love to be a part of one someday <laughs> if you get that uh show reference uh let me know put it in the <laughs> put it in the comments leave a comment on the this episode um yeah i think i think 30 years looking forward another 15 or 16 years from now will be um it'll be a different a different episode if we were recording one you know like it, mm-hmm. it's it's 30 it's double the experience we've had at marriage yeah. and i think it's just a lot of being slow to anger and forgiveness quick to forgive and yeah quick to give and just patience patience with one another i think that's what micah three i can't remember the verse it's like mm-hmm. act justly love mercy and walk humbly walk, that's not even the right verse <laughs> oh brother <laughs> <laughs> Uh, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. That's the one in James, I believe. Mm. So, yeah, they're also a word salad for you. But, anyways, <laughs> it's been a good up. sixteen years. I wouldn't. I don't think I would change any. I don't. Wouldn't know how to change anything. You just got to keep persevering, keep going into the conflict. I tell others who are in conflict, as long as you're still fighting, there's still a chance. Mm. You know, the moment you stop fighting for your marriage, it's, that's not good. You mm-hmm. want, if he still, you know, if he still cares enough to, you know, keep talking to you, that's awesome. You know, it's hard though. It's hard. Don't, don't shut down and retreat. Yeah. I think, you know, I heard this, I'm sorry, I can't give credit cause I don't remember where I heard it, but you know, I've heard the saying goes, you know, that people will say marriage is 50, 50 and it's not, it's a hundred, hundred, right. Each each uh, husband, each wife is putting in a hundred percent into the marriage and it's not just a 50, 50, uh, you know, you're not putting 50% of your effort and hoping your spouse is putting in 50% of theirs. It's, it's a hundred percent effort from both, um, husband and wife to really make a marriage flourish. And there'll be times where you're not giving a hundred. And I think that's what you've heard, at least from me and, and from Julie here on this podcast is there's been times where, you know, maybe we're content with just letting it be what it is and we're not investing mm-hmm. actively, but, mm-hmm. um, we've always come around and said, something's not working. Something's not right. 
I need mm-hmm. something different. I need you to lean into this area. I know you love that phrase, lean in. I hate that. <laughs> I don't like you it know. at all. But em- you know, it's embrace hard. It. Embrace yeah. the conflict, embrace the tension that's there. I think sometimes there's a healthy tension that needs to be there that um, helps us kind of spurs you along, right? If you didn't have that tension, you wouldn't be able to pull on something if it's yeah. a rope. If it, I, yeah, it's yeah. a marriage. You're not roommates. And so I think sometimes yeah. you can get complacent and, you know, you just share a space and, you know, God has not said that, you know, mm-hmm. you, you should be together, cleave together. And that takes intimacy, you know, and takes work on both parts on uh, both parties. I mean, and so don't fall into the rut. Keep working towards it. You know, seek counsel, godly counsel. You know, there's a lot. I listen to some great podcasts lately on marriage and um I, I love the Fierce Marriage podcast is a new one I found and um, really enjoying that and just learning from people who are also, um, they value marriage, they value each other and they value sharing that and not giving up on it. And and so go listen to that podcast. I got so many podcasts to listen to. So you don't have to just listen to The Upper Room. I we give you permission to listen. But to this others. is the best podcast out there. <laughs> I can't say that yet, but we, we do appreciate you for listening. And Julie, I've appreciated our 16 years of marriage and pray that we will have, um, Lord willing, another more. 50, 60, 70 years more, however long. 70 more? Ooh, I hope we're in heaven by then. We probably will be, but <laughs> unless some medical miracle happens and who knows, God wants to keep us here for some reason. But uh, if you, um, you know, for you young married folks that I know are, are in that season of life where you're young and married or pursuing relationships, you've maybe engaged or um, thinking about marriage, it is a wonderful God-ordained institution mm-hmm. of, of male and female, what God has brought together, let no man separate. And so no man is going to separate us, Julie. Um, I continue to, I made that vow once. I remember hearing a an older guy who had been married a long time and his wife wanted to renew their vows and he wouldn't. And he said, no, I'm not renewing my vow. My vow was my vow and mm-hmm. I don't need to renew it because I said it once already and I meant it when I said it the first time. Mm-hmm. So I, I would probably go along if you wanted to renew our vows, but it doesn't need renewing. I've, I've made a vow to you and I continue to hold to that vow. Another thought came to my mind, but I don't think I want to share it. <laughs> We'll save that for the next episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, uh, I appreciate you, Julie. Thank you for the last 16 years of marriage. I love you.